Thank you, Audible, for sponsoring us today. I am not getting paid for this. So I hope you enjoy. Okay. Welcome, everyone, to our first podcast today. Uh, we have our topic is Into the Rabbit Hole of China's Social Life. I'm Andrew Pham, and we have our list of podcast members here today. Sharon. Jacob? Oh, well, hi. What, what's up? We're introducing. <laughs> I'm just saying Jacob. And lastly, we have Yasu here. Hey, how are you doing? All good. So uh, before we get into like the main topic, we'll ask a really quick questions for everyone. Uh, so describe your impression of China in one sentence or less, or maybe like some words, like wh- what comes to your mind when China, when you say China. So I'll go first pretty much. Uh, so for me, when I think of China, when you say China, I think of like three words really quick, which is ancient, which is like a rich ancient history. Uh, two is very cultural diverse in terms of there's so much diversity and just cultural richness in um, Chinese history. One one sentence, bro. One sentence. Fine. Uh, I'll go again. China <laughs> is a great country. Done. Uh, and then Sharon, you want to share or anyone else can can go? Um, well, I think of food, holidays and like my family's traditions and stuff. Nice. Nice. Anyone else want to want to chime in? Valerie? Um, yes. Yeah, so for for me, um, China's like innovation, um, technology, family is involved, and um, yeah, just like innovation. Nice, Jacob. Uh, so for me, China has really deep culture and deep history. All right, and Yashu. I will use one word: is relentless. Just meaning, um, you know, China has gone through many ups and downs throughout the history uh, and uh, right now it's on the way to the uh, number one spot again all right and i hope that after this uh, podcast we improve our knowledge of um, just pretty much a bit into what we know about china so for my first topic we have is my topic is which is about women's romantic life in china so in this video, if you guys already watched it before, it's about uh, a guy goes to China and then start asking women on the street about what kind of guys would they date. And from my perspective, uh, a lot of the time in China nowadays, I feel like there's a very heavy emphasis on money, but also there's a very split divide between which is more important, personality or money. So uh, what do you guys think? Like for me, I think that to be fair, like from how I'm from how I was raised uh, from my family, I believe being able to earn money is a personality in terms of that. It creates this sense of identity that you're somebody who is able to provide uh, a stable income for your family. So it's satisfy an aspect um, of like how, what I grow up. So any thoughts on that? Yeah. Anyone? You can go in yes. and chime in. Yes. Yep. So, yes. so, so your, topic, your topic is woman's romance life. Yep. Yes, so, so you know that the heart emoji we use nowadays is invented in the 14th century by a French artist. And romance is really a new term. It's built on a society with already prosperity. So in that sense, um, like money is kind of the foundation for romance to prosper. Of course, nowadays we have enough uh, resource. Even people, you know, without very little money can 
find a romance life within the world's uh, social uh, infrastructure. Uh, but still, that's built on money, right? Yeah, that is that is built on money. But it's like I think one of the very funny thing in the videos that they choose what money or personality. So I think I'll ask the two females in our group. So Sharon and Valerie, money mm -hmm. or personality? Um, I would say personality because like money. I mean, life life goes up and down all the time, and um, I mean, in a way, it's like. Like a woman, like I've seen, and this goes back to like, if you see like see dramas, for example, um, they always um talk about how like the girl, like there's always like a triangle love, love triangle. Um, the woman tends to go more towards like finding love rather than money. Like you can have some, like a rich CAO guy, but if he has a, you know, horrible personality, a personality that's like very, you know, like very selfish, he would not. She would not go towards him. You know. Because would you agree that uh, in real life, maybe you are different. In real life, most women will go with that CEO guy. True. Most women do. Yeah. But I mean, in a way too, it's. Ah, some some women will tend to go towards, um, towards love and then form a foundation and form, um, you know, grow up together and they grow to actually have that type of money. I see. I kind oh. of agree. I also will go with personality more. But I think there needs to be a good balance in order to be a very well-stabilized relationship. You need to have money because then you can like deepen the romance more and find opportunities for that romance to grow, like going on vacations, going on trips, going on dates. But I think in the beginning, finding that personality that fits well with you is what's important. Hmm, interesting. And Jacob, you have any thoughts on this aspect? Well, I want to go back when you say um, money is a personality because it's, you said it can describe like um, hard work and stuff, right? Mm -hmm. However, it's like also like, I don't really feel like it can't be used as a personality because you also got to remember that some people didn't get their money from hard work mm. or other st stuff of that personality. Some people just got it because their family's rich. So mm. it's like, I don't really think you can use that as a factor for personality. I see. Do, do you believe that people who are not like, well, how can I say it? I, I, it's like almost like the belief in karma and stuff. Like if people, they are not have a good personality, they don't spend that money good or like that kind of like um, ethically. I believe that sooner or later, like that person will be poor because I feel that's, that's just how um, to do business. I feel that is something to take in, into consideration of. But definitely I, I, I see the, the points there and uh, we'll move on just a bit to the next slide is oh you guys can't see this but this i think you all see this a meme so so do you think that people can mistaken like like what i say like money as personality like um like why do so many girls like you say that they would choose the ceo over a like a personality guy like how how, how does that work what, what do you guys think the thinking process behind those like i think i think right now is because of social agenda is encouraged to talk about personality is not encouraged to uh, bluntly talk about money because the uh, girls then will be labeled as gold digger right like people always want to stand in a moral high ground that's why like people tend to not uh, not talk about money just like men tend to not talk about girls looks looks right like like uh, like when you say hey you like a beautiful girl or you 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 know you like like their personality it's like always yeah personality 
the other things don't matter. Like, like we all know these things kind of matters, but of course, life is a competition. Like we want to have a, a combination of good things. It's not only like either or, right? Like we have choice. Let's say it's like somebody can like it can have like zero personality, a hundred percent money, or like a hundred percent personality, zero money. Like I think most people like like a good balance. It just depends on the individual. I see. Nice. And any of you guys want to chime in? We have a minute left for this uh, aspect before we move on into the second topic. Any last thought? Any comments on that one? No. All right. So we'll move on to our next topic. Uh, which is Sharon? Let's can you introduce us more about the digital gaming. Of course. So my topic is on digital gaming culture in China. It um, includes online gaming and arcade gaming. So in the video on the bottom of the slide is pretty much talking about Shanghai's arcade culture. This is about um, regular citizens in China that go to arcades and tell us why they go to arcades. Some could just be a way to relax after work. Some people like it because it's their hobby. They're good at the games. Some people do it for streaming. Some people kind of go because that's the only place that they feel that they're actually welcomed. Oh wow! And yeah, have you have you guys played at any arcade before? I think in Vegas we have that round one. Have you yes, seen those yeah. people that are like? I think what is what is the most money you guys spent on an arcade like place before? How much money have you guys like spent? I think for me, it's like the maximum I would I have spent is like forty dollars at like an arcade. And I feel like forty dollars. Hey, how much money you spend on a date, Andrew? What? <laughs> what? What do you say? How much did I spend on what? On a date. Probably even more. My goodness, I don't spend a lot That's on arcade. Good. That's good. See, but I mean, because in in arcade in America, I feel it's so expensive. But in like in it my is, whole yeah. country in Vietnam, you just go to internet cafe, you pay, uh, like ten dollars for three hours of just gaming, which mm -hmm. is so much better. You get to play with friends as well. So yeah, that's, that's like one of the big things that makes arcade so popular there. It's not that expensive, and it's like unlimited fun. There's so many more variety of games there than what we have here. Hmm, that's nice. And you guys, you guys play arcade too, Valerie and Jacob. Oh yeah, so I go to the arcade, and regarding like how much I've spent, it's approximately like fifty is probably the most I spend. Uh, I'm not really the. I only go to arcades that often, you know, because I got my own consoles. <laughs> <laughs> but um, talking about arcades, one of the arcades I mainly do go to, I go to, is one called Game Nest. Um, it's near was the Spring Mountain. Um, it's one where like you pay ten dollars for like an hour, or thirty for like all day. Um, and it's actually um focuses on more like Asian type of games, like um Korean games, Japanese games. Um, they have there. Wait, so, did you say thirty dollars an hour? Thirty dollars all day. All day. Okay, I thought you said thirty dollars an hour. That that <laughs> no, would be ripping off. No, no, it's ten dollars an hour. Ten dollars. That's that still is ripping off. Jesus Christ! Yeah. You, what you, you said it's ripping off. Day. Yeah, mm -hmm. but not that. You also say it's ripping off. But like, it's like you go to like round one or like um, Dave and Buster's. You will spend forty bucks and you spend it all gone in like one hour. True. One or two hours. True. I feel like arcade is like uh, like casino slot machines for teenagers. 
It is. It is yeah, very yeah, much like that. Yeah. Pretty, yes. Right. Very much. Right. Like, in, in that sense, it's really cheap because you can lose forty dollars in one hand at the slot machine, but mm-hmm. teenagers can play all day. So you're saying it's like is it is that a hot take to say that um, pretty much gambling is just arcade, but if you want to lose quicker, like how can I say? I, it? Actually, you know what? Right? Gambling, like in our school, is called gaming. It's called gaming management. Mm. The, even the regulation is got a gaming control board because it's actually a game right it's actually all gaming it just uh one thing deal with ent- entertainment only one thing deal with money huh i mean that can say but valerie have you have you tried any arcade before um when, when i was little like i would go to game works or Chuck E. cheese so like that's how i would spend like 40 dollars because it was like it goes by credits for games because yeah. it was like this one game that was like what five credits, so <laughs> I would spend it easily fast. Um, so. And definitely, I think that uh, if you've seen, I uh, I want to touch upon this slide where Sharon was talking about those VR games. Mm-hmm. I I oh, think that looks fun. I yeah. think if if you guys know, there's this game. I think it's in the game nest, which is, is it the one uh, in Spring Mountain where it's near the Shabu Shabu or something like a Nabe? Is that the yeah. one right now? There's yeah, this the one the, there's this new game where you get on. It's like the pod. You get there, you get to like ride a robot, pretty much like, and it actually simulates when it will turn left, turn right. It's like a roller coaster, like a yeah. Like, it's really fun, but I think I think I've seen like in San Francisco where they have a virtual like gun and they would put like vr headset on you so that you think that you're in like a whole nother world i think that 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 is like arcade like on steroids right now like but in yeah. the future that would be so cool like you get to experience like maybe even like go to another place just by going to this like playground what do you guys think about like yeah that kind of stuff so um actually if you go to dave and busters they have um a couple of vr stuff um last time i went they had one for like basketball Oh, and then they also have like a VR virtual ride. I don't know if they um changed it because they tend to change stuff like that often. Um, but I know Dave and Buster's has a few VR stations you can go to. Um, and they change. So yeah, um, I feel like a lot of arcades are starting to incorporate um virtual reality into um the thing just because it's getting so popular. And not only that, it's also like not everyone can afford a VR set, True. or can like afford. A gaming computer for VR set. Oh yeah. On oh, yeah. Area Fifteen too. In Area Fifteen, they have like these um VR games. Um, I think the difference between um like having just like the the eye set rather than like the being like sitting down in the eggshell, um, is that you can actually like interact with other people. So like the whole people like let's say it's a group of eight people, you guys all have like like guns and you guys can like you know actually play around with it and. <laughs> No, wow. yeah. Yeah. only American promote, promoting violence. Yeah. Oh, nice. And and Yashu here is from is from China. And uh, yes. and ha- do you play any of these games here, like Genshin Impact, Honkai Impact, those type of League of Legends games? Like, yeah, yeah, I play. I play League of Legends like a few years ago. It's, it has been a game, uh, being being the number one game for like over a decade, right? Yeah, yeah. it has. It's one of the biggest, like. Like we we haven't even talked about even esport a bit, but I definitely I think in China the esport scene is so like how can I say if you're like a like if you play in like the World Cup of of League of Legends, which is called Worlds, you pretty much become like a superstar, right? I feel like because mm-hmm. China has such a big population, right. like 
if you're like big in one thing, like you become you you just immediately become like a popular. Because imagine you're the top ten percent of like a billion people. Like if you think about it, then you would technically be like a superstar because. Oh, you gotta way, be like, way better than that. You can't be just no. Top of course, man, but, of course. But I'm just but, but, I'm just saying, like, yeah. if you're like top one percent of a billion, that is like. So imagine how many people like that is not as good as you. So you're like you really are a superstar, right? So that's yeah. I mean, just like the percentage. Yeah, but the yeah. competition is like crazy. It is probably yeah. Just just do the math. If one、yeah. percent of one point four billion people, that's still fourteen million people. Yep. So there's fourteen million people that are in the top one percent, like that kind. You know, not many country has four uh fourteen million people. Yeah, and just like, so that's why you see parents sending their kids to do violin when they're four or three. I don't know. Now they can probably do even more now. So、oh, what, what, yeah, some what, some of them they are learning、that. riding horses since a young age. <laughs> they are doing the whole European stuff. It's crazy. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, but that is something that we can definitely、uh, have a bit more tangent on. But now、mm-hmm. uh, it's just our six minute. We'll move on to the next topic, which is oh,、uh, Valerie's topic of eating and drinking. Valerie, tell us about it. Yes. So,、um, well, people like to hang out and socialize on the streets, right?、Um, in courtyards, we, yards, we see、um, like teenagers and even adults. They tend to hang out and. Kind of like surround their social life outside in open public spaces.、Um, conversation is like a major pastime, and people like enjoy joking around and teasing with one another. And like, what's a great way to like converse with someone if like there's food and beverages involved? You know, because when food and beverages are involved,、um, you know, time just flies, and this can be like, you know, eating something as simple as like an ice cream or. You know, a big meal as you can see here at the um with like a hot pot.、Um, same with drinking, like you can drink alcohol, um such as baijiu or, you know, non-alcohol like drinks such as like bubble tea. Oh wow! Oh, I I think who here likes bubble tea? Just a quick like I, just like what、well, so. <laughs> <laughs> Three all all like bubble tea. Okay, then hot take. I think bubble tea is actually、overrated. we have a special name just called a boba, right? Boba, yeah, yeah. yeah. Boba. boba, like hot take. I I don't like I don't like boba. I'm sorry. Why? Yeah, why don't you like boba? Yeah, but but why? Like why? I yeah, mean, yeah. I feel like that the tapioca. It's good to have it sometimes, but I I feel it's just like I feel. Why do people like tapioca? It's just like a very crunchy jelly. Is it's much. I feel egg pudding. It's much better than just having tapioca. It's like, like you suck it and then like the the balls. Not in a funny way, but it actually like <laughs> it actually it actually like I don't know. It feels very weird in my mouth sometimes. I mean, it's not bad, but it's just not. So it's the texture that bothers you. The texture, the texture. Yeah, I, I there's some places that make good tapioca, but. I couldn't drink it more. Like I, I can only drink one milk tea probably every week, or no, not every week, every month probably. I, I don't. Hey, you you, you gotta、often. at least pretend you like it if you wanna date a Chinese girl. <laughs> I know that that is rough, but I I I remember、um, going back in Vietnam, like when there was a boba tea craze where. You literally see like there's like probably three boba tea shop right next to each other competing for the same like one school,、Damn. which is which is crazy. And I'm like, you know, people like, like and it's so cheap too because it's like 
it's mostly just milk and a bunch of tea, right? Like, and yes. it doesn't yeah. need to be high quality milk. It's just how to like. I feel it's just it's just a scam. Like, I feel like it's such a scam. It's yeah, like, they definitely made it from powder. Yeah, yeah, it's everything from. That's why I think it's it's not like. It's like, if I have to rate it from an S tier, like S A B C, I would put it at a B tier. Like it's not, uh, it's not a. It's okay, that's not bad. Not, not too no, bad. Not too bad. Yeah. Wait, bubble tea and I mean boba was made in Taiwan, right? Right, right. What, yeah. what, what would be your S tier food then? S tier food. S tier drink. S tier drink. Uh, I think you guys probably see this coming, but matcha. Hell yeah. Uh, tea yeah. leaves. Yeah. Tea, yeah. The tea, the tea leaves. Um. And then um something a bit of coffee egg coffee definitely from Vietnam so that's that's my my what what coffee like egg coffee if you've heard that before no I have not okay well we'll uh just go to Vietnam one day and you'll be able to have it they 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 (laughs) get egg yolk and they uh brush it up pretty much into like a foamy drink like it's like the it's it's kind of f not not the raw egg. It is raw egg, so you get oh, no. you get protein, extra protein, like coffee and egg. No, thank you. <laughs> you 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 won't know until you try. It, trust me. Uh, I, but I okay, don't, I, I don't let's want go back to China. Me. Let's go back to China. Oh, yeah. <laughs> We're getting off topic a bit, but um, in this one, I think any any other food stand out to you guys? I think that there's baiju. I've not heard of that, so it's so. Yeah, should really? be no. Yeah, can you tell? Baiju tell is more? like the most popular uh, liquor in China. It's like tequila to Mexicans. Oh, uh, the, uh, it's like hard liquor too. Isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's a hundred proof. Oh my god! Okay. Hundred. So can can oh, you guys? So you guys can hold your liquor really well thanks to it's, training training with well, this. Right? I mean, I think it ranges from like thirty-five to like sixty percent of alcohol. 35 to 60. Yeah, yeah. most 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 of they are like around like 50 to 55. Oh, that'd be oh, nice for everybody tried? Nope, I not yet. No, nope. I have. Yeah. Not yet, but anyhow, I think we have a Sichuan hot pot. What is what is the difference between that and a normal hot pot? Um, oh, so that tastes so nice. Yeah, it's the spiciness. They is have the- special spice. It just tastes different. So yeah. pretty, so, so pretty much any any hot pot can be different if you add another spice it right technically mm-hmm. yeah and also the broth i feel like the broth changes mm-hmm. hot pots all the time what were Wait, you saying so Chica? Like, no what about the spices on this one makes it different though yeah i think i think also is because of history just like like if let's say mexico produced tequila right of course every country can produce tequila but it is not as good as mexico the same as the sichuan hot pot like everybody can have hot pot but it's just this place has been doing it for thousands of years all right before we move on to the topic my final questions for you guys uh, hot pot um let's see tom yum hot pot or or um sichuan hot pot you guys know tom yum like uh like the th- thai like hot pot you yep, guys yep. know that between mm-hmm. between one of those two if you guys all know which one would you guys choose between that yeah sichuan hot pot not even close not really sichuan hot pot i said okay. sichuan hot pot, hot pot really mm-hmm. valerie yes sichuan? <laughs> it sounds like andrew just discovered the mars <laughs> i did just discover this thing how about you uh jacob I have like no opinion. <laughs> no opinion. <laughs> he hasn't tried like either. 
Andrew. Uh, listen, if you uh, haven't tried it, just go with the one you know. I'm going with Tom Yum because I haven't tried this. So that's why I'm saying Tom Yum right now. Uh, I, I don't know what the difference is. <laughs> okay. Both are I, good. Actually, both are good. I mean, both are definitely good. I'm just saying this to make controversial opinions. But all right, we'll move on to the next topic, which is Jacob. Tell us about this oh, yeah. topic activities. So my topic is really about like the activities and entertainment that like people in China do for like on the social, like on the more social basis. And like what I found is like a lot of it, like a lot of the activities or entertainment is like really deeply connected into like Chinese like culture and history. Like example, like the acrobats and circuses, um, as like it has like I said, two thousand years ago, like in Chinese culture, right? Um, which I feel like and like there's Oprah performances and like um, dueling or like night markets and tea houses, which all really have a lot like deep history in China, right? And then. It's like so different compared to like you know the United States, <laughs> hmm. because I don't feel like the United States has like a lot of activities or entertainment that's like more deeply connected in like its history. All right, so like all right, jazz. <laughs> all right, ja- there jazz. is jazz. Is jazz connected or is jazz more of a uh, of a different? Is jazz? Do you think jazz is connected to to to? Or what do you mean by that? Like, as in deeply well, like, connected? The thing, like the thing is, it's like, or proper purposes. It's like thousands and thousands of years of history in China, mm. right? Well, like, well, well, like United States, we do have some history. It's not more of a culture thing type. Example, mm. like jazz was like really brought by like African Americans and stuff like that, right? So I wouldn't say it's like the United States culture. More like. It's from other cultures that's developed in the United States. If that makes more sense. Mm, so you say like pretty much um, U.S. is like a melting pot. Like pretty much we're just facilitating, but not really like having that originality. Is that what you're trying to say? Since yeah. China is like very original and like it's it's kept very, uh, like how can I say it? very traditional. I would say like it hasn't been a melting pot as much. Although Yashu probably has something to say to this. I think. Because you guys probably have a lot of different ethnicity, right? Is there a lot of ethni- difference in ethnicity? Yeah, in no, China? even 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 there, like uh, throughout the history, uh, the reason China is so successful is because uh, the open-mindedness. Like China is actually a melting pot as well. I think it's, it's a common theme as United States. The, the most country uh, in the world should be a melting pot, right? Mm-hmm. Should they should learn all the good things from uh, every others and just like combine all these samples, right? Like the, there's no, no really originality. Like, let's say all the great artists sample other people, you know? No, that is, that is a fair point. Like, I think for, um, like, if you say that way, it's like in Vietnam, like since if you guys, uh, East Asia, like the culture has a lot of like connection with China. I feel like, like if you look at like, even in Japan, you have like the kanji and stuff, which pretty much is, a lot of like Chinese characters uh, in Vietnam, our writing system was from the Chinese characters. And then uh, from our history, we developed like new characters. So I can definitely say that um, from from my experience, like China's history is a very big melting pot. So you can, if you go back to China, you can trace back so many things in other yeah. culture as well, which is really fascinating, I feel like. You know, and then like, that's like I can see that though, and also the culture. Like I said, but like they're more they're opening more like Western style clubs and stuff. So they really are incorporating like other cultures, and then it's just they also have a lot of like acti- activities and entertainment that's like, just deeply connected to them itself. Oh yeah. What like, they? Hmm. 
Any thoughts, uh, Sharon and Valerie? I just feel like it's a great way that um to just represent their culture by doing like soap operas or or theater um or like those dances too um and in a way it's also just a good like I don't know because you know how social life like you can you can do gaming and technology but this is more more um like just communicating and just engaging with people so yeah, I think it's great that they're trying to like preserve their history and try and bring it back every now and then. Like the tea houses, the Peking Opera, those were like so famous so long ago. And the fact that they're bringing um, like a modern-ish version of it, but still containing all the traditional aspects is great to kind of retain that like Chinese culture. Oh. No, that is some interesting take. And uh, now, since we are uh, moving to our last topic, uh, which is Yashu, we will t- talk more about the recent um, economics situation uh, in China. Yeah, you already can see most things on slide. It just uh, just right now, it, it just comes onto our like uh, let's say younger generations. Um, just uh, because of technology and the economic reform since 1978, like China has basically went through uh, what normal process should take 200 years. China just went through it within 30 years. That 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 makes uh, also because of population, that makes the competition just so intense, right? Like many people can't handle pressure. Of course, like we, we can expect many people to handle pressure, right? It always need to be like only a small percentage of people should handle pressure. Otherwise, everybody will be leaders. Um, I mean, like in all reality, somebody should be working fa- fast food restaurant, somebody should be service, right? Not everybody can be manager. But 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 in this sense, like it creates a lot of problem. Let's say people was, was forced to work uh, over time. And uh, many people would think, let's say, competition is kind of meaningless because they don't see a way out and things things like that. Of course, also the internet, you know, uh, because the news, uh, the information spreads so fast, it just highlights everything 100x. Um, yeah, like it's the environment is sort of like, I mean, the real problem is sort of like is existing every, uh, even in Western society, in every uh, advanced countries. It just, uh, you know, like the, it breeds a, a young, a, a large portion of young generation right now who just don't want to work, who don't want to participate in competition, who don't want to take re- personal responsibility. But meanwhile, they want to the equal treatment, which is basically uh, the theme right now, like which, but it's impossible, right? Uh, social infrastructure, we can offer everybody equal opportunities. To, to an extent, but we can't uh, offer everybody equal outcome, right? And- right? Like, like opportunity and outcome is not the same thing. Like we offer you opportunities, but you still need to work for it. And but do you think, we- well, yes, you, just just uh, before before we go dive deeper upon that, yep. Uh, we yep. can go back to the one where you're saying that. Uh, do you think that from your like research, I think that one thing that pops into my mind really quickly is introduction of robot. Like, do you think that 
people who wants like let's say they don't want to work in the fast food imagine if in the future robots can do those for us what then would that uh how would that affect those type of people like what, should we try to make them become a better version of themselves like if the those boring jobs have been taken by robots like absolutely you you bring up a great point the technology which is the probably the biggest part which breeds the competition right a lot, that's why like why why some of the young generation feel hopeless because now we have more burdens to reinvent ourselves right like like we need to be a more advanced uh, per, uh human being in this sense because we're not only competing with people now we're competing with things like ai technology all this so we got to be even better so yeah i i can understand that that create a lot of stress I, I just want to hear from uh, your guys' point of uh, point of uh, view. Yeah. Well, I think about when it comes to, like people don't want to work. I think it's more about the social the balance, like the social life balance and the work balance, right? I definitely do think there are people that want to work. It's just a lot of people also want that social balance in like current society. So it's like a lot of people don't want to work at like jobs that are like, oh no, you have to work overtime. You you have to balance like you have to work over your social life. And not that, I also think like people definitely want to work because especially in like current society, it's like most people are getting degrees now compared to the past. And I think one of the main issues people see is just like they're not getting equal opportunity or like many jobs are like, oh yeah, you need two years experience. But then people are having issues just getting that job for that experience. It's because catch-22. I feel like, I personally feel like... um. Um, nowadays people aren't like laying down they're I mean not they're not like laying flat what they're doing is that they're finding like ways to like 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 um Jacob said incorporating the social life aspect into their jobs like there's a lot of people that are traveling and or doing real estate but at the same time they're they are working um but they're also you know not missing out on life and not just sitting in like a boring office yeah like a lot of people are wanting more flexible jobs too like they want like remote jobs so they can stay at home or that they can go somewhere else and still be able to work i think that with social media with like the advancement of technology people want more interesting jobs they don't want to just work in an office they want jobs that they can have fun in because social media has shown us that that is possible speaking of fun jobs definitely the people that are i think for me one of my dream not dream job but it's like honestly just talking in general like if i can become like a famous like not youtuber but i feel like that the beauty the beauty one of the more modern society beauty is that you some people get to be rewarded for what they're passionate about i think that's really cool and you see those people who make their own engineering from their basement and they manage to show to the world and they get their start startup money from that i think those are like the stories that it gives me hope about like oh not not you don't always have to lie flat sometimes you just gotta do what you want and try your best at it and thanks to that like um internet now you get to show to so many people and you get to self-fund by yourself like get people to go fund me like like now we can do a go fund me andrew and then i can make a podcast like this like that's one of my dream job right now yeah and uh we have two minutes left so let's leave this into some of our ending remarks 
So our and my ending remarks for today is that I feel that I've learned a lot from your guys' perspective about how China's social life works. And I look forward to our next episode, if we ever have one. Sharon? I also learned a lot throughout this um, presentation time being with you guys. I think it's great to see all of our different perspectives on what we think about each of the topics. Nice. Valerie? Um, yeah, like everyone incorporated a, a type of area um, within social life. So I think it's really nice and real to you know, learn about that side of it. Nice. Jacob? You know, regarding what Sharon and Valerie said, I do, like, I do find it information. <laughs> Sorry, I did learn a lot concerning like our different viewpoints and stuff because you know we all have different opinions. We're all different individuals with different like you know lives or like different backgrounds. Mm -hmm. So I do find it very interesting, like considering how each of us has different backgrounds, how we view a certain subject. Yeah. And Yashu. Oh, I think it's great. Uh, just so you guys know, like Jacob normally don't talk a lot today. He actually brought up a lot of good points. You know, that's that's the beautiful part of our podcast. Everybody gets to talk. Now, obviously, like Valerie and Shannon always like bring up good points. And uh, thank you, thank you, Andrew, being a good host. And uh, I can't wait for the uh, your future podcast success. Oh, thank you. And uh, definitely thank you so much, um, everyone, for tuning in for today with an episode of whoever's doing this podcast. We're probably never doing a second episode. Um, our outro is going to be happening right now. All right, done. Thank you so much. All right, done. Thank you so much. Spotify and wait for it. So we'll see you next time.